Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, it's Laura Darrell. Laura, you are a franchisee consultant, you're a people strategist, and you are the founder of Laura Darrell Leadership Consulting. And your website is lauradarrellleadership.com. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure, Josh. I'm so happy to be here today. Thanks for uh, having me on. In beautiful Mexico City, I might add. (laughs) Beautiful weather. We were talking about that. Very true. Um, yeah, so tell me about your work today. And, um, you know, as a leadership consultant, like maybe who you specifically work with. Oh, I should also point out, you've you've written at least three books that I see, Principle of Franchisee Success, The Great Resignation, and The Promotability Gap, um, which we'll, we'll talk about those as well later. Sure. But uh, please share a kind of an overview of, of like who you're working and what you do today. Yeah, so franchisee leadership is really uh, where my heart lies. I get a lot of purpose um, from helping those kind of two different stakeholder groups, so franchisors and those that work for the franchisor and franchisees. Like, how do you get those two groups together to collaborate um, to really enhance their their relationship and and drive better business results for both? So that's kind of where I spent my entire career. I spent 10 years working in operations for large multi-unit franchisee groups. And then I spent 10 years, uh, headed up the um, operations and training and systems for uh, Boston Pizza, restaurant chain in Canada. And then I also, when I did my uh, master's degree in leadership, I chose a thesis that was really focused in the franchisee world. So my thesis was about you know, how do you get franchisees and franchisors to enhance their levels of collaboration to drive better business results at the business unit level, knowing that that's going to lead to system success for franchisors at the same time. So that's where I hang my hat these days. Um, I I really do a lot of work in that space. Um, Speaking engagements, I'm heading down to the Franchise Expo in New York in a couple of weeks to do a few uh, keynotes for those guys. But really, Anywhere that I can lean in in that industry to just help bring those groups together, um, to just, you know, give them the skills and the coaching and the leadership training they need to understand what life is like from each of their perspectives. Uh, we find great results when we, when we take that approach. So that's kind of my jam these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is fascinating. You know, we have a few clients that are franchise consultants, you know, oftentimes helping people that are interested in franchises get connected with the right opportunities sure. that, 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 you know, where where you want to look for a good fit. What are, you, what are your skills? You know, what's your network like? You know, what's, what's your background? And see if we can't use that to help get you into something that's going to be a really good fit for you personality-wise. But I was just thinking about this. I don't know how many franchisors would 
have, you know, that they would, you know, unlike when you're hiring for a job, you know, you want to assess soft skills, you want to assess, you know, their leadership ability. And I don't know if that's really a criteria that franchisors typically have with franchisees. Normally they're like, hey, you want to give us money? You want to start? Cool. <laughs> Jump on in. Um, but I'm thinking, you know, boy, you could have a really broad spectrum of leadership background and skills coming yeah. into this. And some people really might have a lot of not great ideas. And so yeah. if you're only relying on this, you know, maybe like a, a quick leadership boot camp that the franchisor might provide for you, that's <laughs> maybe not going to be enough for you to be successful with this yeah, growing team absolutely. that you're going to need to manage. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great point. And I think, you know, first I'll comment that, yeah, like there's a lot of franchisors out there that are like, you have a pulse, you have good net worth, like we're going to bring you into the system. And I would say, oh my goodness, anybody that is considering a franchise opportunity or meeting with different franchisors right now, um, that's absolutely one of the questions you want to ask them. Like, how do you vet new franchisees coming into the system? How do you you know, protect the brand, knowing that you're going to bring people into the system that are going to follow the standards, they have the right soft skills. So that that's a huge question that I think everybody should ask if they're in the process of looking at uh, franchises. I touch on that um, in my book, The Principles of Franchisee Success. Each chapter has like, here's five questions you need to ask when you're mm -hmm. going in to meet with franchisors, because you know, it's not just about uh, a pulse and net worth. Like it's about how do they manage their marketing fund? How do they manage supplier rebates? How do they manage franchisees that don't follow the systems and are providing a really poor Oof. guest experience? So yeah. those things are absolutely vital. And, but at the same time, I think, you know, franchisors need to do a bit of a better job in when they're hiring staff to work, you know, at the franchisor's head office, they need to understand that, Franchisees are different, like they're entrepreneurs, they have a yep. higher appetite for risk, they think about things really differently. Um, and you can't, you can't build relationships with them without understanding those fundamental differences, whereas folks that work as an employee for the franchisor, well, they're quite risk adverse, the corporate career is not built on like taking risk and not being successful in your job. So I think that if franchisors just paid a little bit more attention to just the the, the fundamental differences between franchisees and franchisors, and you really taught your staff, you know, how to interact, how to collaborate a little bit better. Um, I've just seen such profound results when, when each of those groups understands that, yeah. hey, you know what, we're a little bit different, but we're in an interdependent system. We need each other. You need yeah. franchisees, franchisors need the strong system. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really interesting uh, subject. Laura, are you primarily then working with uh, companies or brands that are already like they, they are looking for franchisees, like they're expanding or maybe they're pre, you know, like when they're kind of preparing. So let's say they've got a number of locations. They're like, I think we have a model for franchise, you know, for franchise expansion model here. Um, you know, and I was just thinking about this, like, you know, you think about everything that you want to put into a system that you can sell. Right. And so it's like, here's how to run the register. Here's how to do your marketing. Here's how to hire, you know, all of these things. But I wonder how many of those franchisors or potential franchisors have really well-documented 
leadership, when in fact, that is just going to be so critical for their success. A great leader makes for a great team. And, and honestly, you know, you could have all the hard skills and like how to bake the cookies or whatever the franchise <laughs> is. Um, but that is not going to, you are, uh, uh, if, if you're, if you have leadership issues or you keep, you know, you keep going rogue or whatever, right? So the franchisor doesn't have the leadership um, culture to ensure that the franchisees are doing what they should be doing. That's, that's step one. And then you also, you want to make sure that, you know, these franchisees have the leadership skills and, and the curriculum to study so that they can be successful. What a vital part. Yeah. If they don't have this dialed in, you have a great product, I, Laura. I, yeah. you know, I'm just thinking about, I don't know how innate that is. Yeah. Well, you're right. It's absolutely critical. To your point, like anybody can make a burger. You can train somebody to bake the cookies. All those things are, they're task related. And I believe you can easily train those things to people. But leadership is like, it's, it's the magic sauce. It's yep. the thing that takes a good business and turns it into an outstanding business. And we're at this really interesting moment where we've got um, Gen Z is really the big uh, push into the workforce, especially in franchises. Like if you have a restaurant franchise or a retail franchise, chances are you've got a ton of Gen Z working for you and they require a really different leadership style than certainly, you know, the millennials, the Gen Xers. And so I do a lot of work um, building content for multi, large multi-unit franchisees on how do you, number one, what does the curriculum look like from a leadership perspective? Mm -hmm. Coaching leadership, appreciative leadership, situational leadership, giving them the tools so that they can engage these kids in really meaningful ways that speaks to them, that makes them want to be a part of this team, then you have all kinds of benefits. Obviously, retention is strong, turnover is low. All those things are hidden costs on the PL, leads to better unit economics. So I do a lot of the work with multi-unit franchisors on helping them build that curriculum mm. and then strategic people planning to make sure they've got all the right leaders and all the right roles to help them kind of execute um, their business model. But then with franchisors, my work is mostly centered on um, speaking with the employees of franchisors and really helping them understand what franchisees are like, what makes them tick, what leadership styles are really impactful for your like unit operations, people, your regional managers, your directors of operations. How do you meet your franchisee in a place where you guys can have really productive, really collaborative conversation that's going to help them um, with their business and not have some of those relationships that are super common in the franchise world. Like, oh, my regional manager's coming today and I'm just going to grin and bear it and get through the visit. And that's not high value. That's not high impact or high mm -hmm. reward. And uh, franchisors miss a ton of opportunity uh, when those relationships aren't really set out um, from the outset to thrive. Yeah. What percentage of your work is with um you know, exist like they've, they've already got franchisees. They are already, they're already down the road and they're like, we have a little bit of an issue. Like we're experiencing, like our franchisees are complaining that they're, well, I mean, they're just, listen, there are just, um, you know, uh, some trends over the past year or so pass uh, over the past few years where if you are not adapting to meet, uh, I would say some of the, what I would call requirements in the job market today and what employees are expecting in a workplace, um, if you're not adapting and, and staying ahead of the ball on that, you're, you're gonna be in a world hurt. But getting back to my original question, um, are you primarily working with existing 
uh, franchisors or do you, are you often, I hope, <laughs> brought in <laughs> early before they start making all the mistakes? Uh, well, I wish it was the latter, my friend. Mm -hmm. I really do. But I think mostly, um, you know, some of the work that I've done now and done in the past is really trying to bridge that gap from a relationship that's gone um, a little bit sideways. And um, it's it's never too late, I think, that because um, it's like a marriage. Like when you buy into a franchise, you are really in a, you know, unless you decide to sell and get out of the business, um, there's a lot of vetted interest in or vested interest in, in making that relationship work. So most of my work is about just bringing those two groups closer together. And from a, from a people strategist perspective, you know, really helping uh, franchisors go through their org chart, go through their their senior leaders and, you know, asking the questions like, is this person franchisee centric? Do they believe that the franchisee is an essential ingredient to making this brand, this system, uh, this relationship work? Um, because if they're not and they treat the franchisee as more of an employee, um, that's going to be really difficult no. um, for both parties. It's going to be really difficult. Yeah. No, that's not why I start a business to be treated like no. an employee. <laughs> <laughs> no entrepreneur goes into business to be treated that way. Um, so I think that that's oftentimes where it goes a little bit sideways. You have folks at the franchisor that say, well, you signed an agreement and you're just going to do what, what we tell you to do. Okay, sorry. But like that autocratic leadership style, that mm -mm. that that went out of fashion many, many moons ago. And we, we need to really up our leadership game if that's yeah. what's happening. Yeah. What, what are some trends that you've been noticing over the past year that, you know, let's say someone's listening to us or a franchise or, or a franchisee uh, and some things that you're, you know, from your vantage point, obviously you get to work with a lot of leaders, you get to work, you know, see a lot of what's going on. Um, what are some of those maybe more market driven trends or just, you know, maybe it's because of technology, maybe it's because of, you know, how things are, you know, adapting, um, but some, maybe some broader things that you've been seeing that, um, you know, folks might go, oh, good, we're not alone. <laughs> yes, I love that question. I think, you know, the most disruptive thing to happen in the world of work, the last, oh my gosh, I, I wouldn't even put a time frame on it, but COVID-19 really just changed everything yep. for everybody. I don't think anybody came out of that time unscathed. And my first book, The Great Resignation, was really geared at helping people understand what was happening in the workplace at that time, because people were resigning um, in droves like they mm -hmm. never have before. And what I think is really interesting is that um, a lot of people blame that solely on, well, it was COVID and people went to work from home and now they didn't want to go back to the office or, you know, things changed for them. Sure, absolutely. Some of that is definitely true. But I think what rings true the most is that um, people don't want to be treated like a number. They want to be appreciated. They want to be recognized for the work that they do. They want to be coached and developed. They want to know that they have a future at your organization, um, that there's a home for them there, that somebody cares about them and their development and, you know, what their quality of life is like inside and outside of work. And I think that the two big trends that I've really seen the best of the best organizations wrap their arms around is that leaders today in any organization, whether it's franchise or not, it doesn't matter. Your leaders need to be really strong at the coaching leadership style and the appreciative leadership style. Because if you double down on, you know, getting some extra training, 
for, for your leaders in those two areas, yeah. number one, you're going to see miles of enhancements with your culture because people are going to feel appreciated and recognized and cared about. And you're going to see lots of homegrown talent coming out of your organization because you're investing in people's coaching and you're putting them on a development plan or a training plan, investing in their skills so that when you get to those kind of people strategy meetings, all of a sudden it's like, well, wait, now we've got like half a dozen people on bench because we've been investing ourselves into them. Um, and it makes people stay like, you don't have to take my word for it. Like McKinsey, all the big boys, they've done all the studies in this area. People want to be appreciated. Yep. And they want to be developed and coached. And I think yeah. those that really double down on those two leadership styles um, for their leaders, they're going to see huge gains from that. Yeah. Uh, boy, Laura, there's so many other questions I wish I had time to ask you about, but I, I, I want to, you know, for someone that's listening to our podcast and, you know, again, maybe they've done some searching and they came across this episode. Now they're hearing a great conversation with you and, and they, 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 they're ready for something like the next step in, you yeah. know, kind of learning about, you know, how to work with you, why, should, you know, who should be reaching out and work with you? Do yeah. you mind maybe just talking about like, what does it actually look like when you're engaging? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, for the most part, people reach out um, in two kind of streams. Um, the first is to have me come and, you know, speak with leaders on their team, whether that's senior leaders, their middle managers, really to invest in that coaching leadership style and that appreciation leadership style. So I have a number of um, two-day sessions, one-day sessions, it really depends on the organization. Um, but that's that's the first thing. Like if you have challenges attracting talent, keeping talent, if you feel like you're getting feedback, that the culture in your organization isn't great and you're seeing people leave, that would be one reason um, to reach out uh, to reach out with me so that I could work with the leaders on your team and really help them in those two specific leadership styles. And then I think the other reason people... Uh, reach out to me is, is really around people strategy. And can you take a look at our org chart? And can you take a look at how we've set up, you know, span for our regional managers, look at these, this operation structure, this training structure, um, to really help them make sure they've got the right people in the right seats. And then that usually leads to some really great conversation about so now that we've got the right, the right roadmap, let's talk about the people. Who do you have in these seats? We go through some really detailed kind of ranking of the roster so that we can get to the heart of like, what development does your team need? What's going to take you from a good organization to a great organization? So those are kind of the two streams that, uh, that folks usually reach out about. Yeah. Your website is lauradarylleadership.com. And, and to our friend that's listening to our conversation, really easy. Just click around, find where you can get to show notes. We've got a direct link, Laura, to your website. Um, I also want to make sure that people know about your um, your books um, because, uh, well, you've written the book, The Principles <laughs> of Franchisee Success, Apply yeah. Them and Take Control of Your Business Results. Uh, that's on Amazon. Also your uh, other book, The Great Resignation, How Coaching and Appreciative Leadership Can Help You Win the War for Talent. And then finally, The Promotability Gap, The Real Reasons Why You're Not Advancing in Your Career and What to Do About It. Uh, Laura, <laughs> quite a bill of goods. Um, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for this conversation. Anything else that we missed in terms of like what people should do next? No, I think that the best advice I could say is just, Start from a place of caring about your people and work out from there. Because if you really care about the folks that work in your organization and you want to build this amazing culture, 
If you start from there, the rest is just details. Reach out to people that can help you. Reach out to me. Reach out to others in the industry. Um, my my whole purpose is just, you know, great leadership is going to help people um, in all aspects of their life. So if you start from a place of caring about your people, it's pretty hard to go wrong from there. I love it. Laura Darrell, again, thank you so much for joining us. Franchisee consultant, people strategist, and founder of Laura Darrell Leadership Consulting. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks so much, Josh. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.